0: Hi, welcome to Worship Leader Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Toon, and we're here to disciple worship leaders. Hey, hey, hey. So, just getting situated here. Back in the studio. Been been gone for a while. And uh, I think I said that last time. It's uh it's been an interesting season for my family and I. Uh I ended up going back to full-time work, working for a big tech company now, which I'm I'm enjoying, but it was quite the transition. So, uh I sent an email to those of you who are on our mailing list, kind of uh, described a little bit described that kind of season a little bit talking about being in the cave, so to speak, uh, figured it's time to come out of the cave or maybe from within the cave, start uh, start podcasting again. So without further ado, it's me, Stevie Tunigle, uh Stephen Toon, and I'm here to sip on water and talk about worship. So yeah, welcome back to the Worship Leader Life podcast. It's been a while, and I'm committing, what would you call it, I guess marketing, communication, branding sin by starting something, stopping it, starting again. Uh, But who cares? Here I am. And if you're listening, that means here you are as well. So I want to talk today about something that's been on my mind. Every time I gear up to prepare for a service and to, to lead worship again, the, these these are some of the things that kind of come to mind. When I'm talking to other worship leaders, worship pastors, especially ones who are doing it, you know, week in, week out, at least once or twice a week, or involved in the process. These are kind of the challenges that come up. And so I guess what I'm thinking about is the worship leader's mindset. And uh, I don't want to start on always on a negative note, but it's just hard not to think of the challenges that we kind of face when we, we go to do something, anything that's creative, anything that's involved with ministry, service to others. And so, yeah, here's, here's what's been on my mind. Uh, three challenges kind of pop into my mind every time I go to start getting ready for leading worship. Number one is Sunday mornings or any time that you're leading, depending on the situation, can sometimes feel like babysitting. <laughs> and uh, I do not mean to disrespect or be condescending or patronizing to our people that we're leading worship to. I mean, that's huge a huge part of my philosophy is that we're here to serve and we're here to love and we're here to facilitate other people meeting with the lord um but yeah i think sometimes it can feel like we are kind of either babysitting or uh cheerleading maybe is a good good way to say it or 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 herding cats uh or sometimes you know, just going through the motions. And it can be really discouraging because I think as worship leaders, we are wired to be artistic and prophetic in that we are sensing something from God. We are experiencing something with the Lord in our walk, in our journey. And we want to express that through song and and help others to do the same through the songs that we're singing, the ones that we're making or the ones that we're preparing and leading on a Sunday morning. But when you look out and people are sort of staring at you, waiting for you to kind of make it happen, so to speak, as opposed to congregants who are there and just ready to worship, they're ready to meet with the Lord and they're just so happy to have you there to facilitate it and help with that. So when you're looking out and you feel like everything's on you and you've got to kind of, you know, take people by the hand and say, okay, now sing this and now do this and now we're going to do this, it can be discouraging because I don't think that's really what our calling is. That's not what our job is. The second thing that comes to mind is you can feel like you've been put on the spot. And if you know you know what it's like to open to be an opening band for somebody, let's say, a concert or in the entertainment world or, or anywhere, really, when you're hired or or you're uh, brought in to do something musical as a warm-up for either another artist or for something else, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's actually a pretty honorable position to find yourself in because, you know, whoever's created the event, is they're trusting you to get people ready for the main event. But... When you're seen as that, as a worship leader, there's something really backwards about that. Because as worship leaders, uh, we aren't the main event, but neither is the sermon, right? Neither is anything else that's going on. The main event, so to speak, is, is God. We're there to center ourselves around the main event, who, who is the Lord. And we're not, none of us are warm-up bands, um, none of us are there to uh, try to manipulate anybody or bring bring anybody into you know a certain uh place of say vulnerability or malleability so that the preacher or whoever can you know lay their uh, lay their magic on them that 's not what we 're there for that 's not what this is all about, but we can feel like that at times especially when working with say a pastor or a leader who kind of sees us as filler and they're like well why don't you do a you know a, a three song package here and then uh and then we'll have the sermon and and then we'll see if we call you up at the end for and it you feel like you're there just as a function and it's like uh what's the word like utilitarian like you're just you're there to help somebody else accomplish their goal, which seems rather, you know, their goal often seems rather uh, self-absorbed, self-centered, or at least self-aggrandizing. You know, it's just self-serving and, or even, you know, self can be the, the organization as well. So now I'm not saying, you know, if you're feeling this, if you're suspecting this is going on in your church, I'm not saying that it is going on. I'm just, you know it's easy for us to go there. It's easy for us to feel like we we are just filler or we're being used or we're seen as lesser than and you know what? in some ways, we are, but I hope that's the attitude of everybody that's involved in a service, from you know service coordinator to pastor preacher to worship leader. You know what We should all be thinking of ourselves less than the other. And we're there to serve. Um, at the same time, it's not healthy to be in an environment where you're just seen as uh, a means to some other end, you know. Because as worship leaders, we're we're supposed to be helping, foster, and facilitate meeting with the living God. And we don't take that lightly, and, and neither should anybody else. And you know, at the same time, we're not the center; God is the center. The other thing I think that can become a challenge is, especially in a situation like the previous, you can feel like you're putting on a face. No matter what's going on in your life, you got to get up on Sunday morning and you got to lead worship and you got to make everybody happy or you got to make like everything's okay, even if it isn't. And that can be discouraging, that can be challenging, that can create extra anxiety and oh my air conditioning just kicked in so you can probably hear that on the mic but that's okay. So those three challenges that kind of pop into my mind and I'm not it has nothing to do with my church, my present church. This is just something that's always come up for me. Almost those little the little negative voices that say ah this is silly or well, you're just a babysitter or or look at look look at they they're using you. They're putting you on the spot and they're making you do the the tough lift, the heavy lifting so they can come in and enjoy you know the, the the easy part or whatever, <laughs> or look you just, you got to put on this face like you 're being fake like what's what 's the point in being fake like or maybe that little voice is telling you you are fake, be it the voice of the enemy or the voice of your own negative self talk whatever it is um, none of this, none of these three things are healthy or or good to be central at your you know within your philosophy within your preparation within your just your peace of mind as a worship leader what also has come to mind a lot over the last i guess 4 years cuz it was probably about 4 years ago i first read this but there's a there's a uh, blog post by Josh Mays five things every worship leader should learn from Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon is the host of the Tonight Show and these five things are: he's always smiling, he's got great energy, he's humble, he's prepared, and he's relevant. And I won't go into the whole article now, but you can—I'll—I'll I'll link that in the show notes here and on the website. But the point is, if you go into your week feeling uh, like you're just a babysitter, you're put, being put on the spot, and you're—and you're, you know, being used for your talent or your gifts or your time, whatever. Or that you are, you know, a fake because you're just putting on a fake face and really your life is this, that, or the other thing. And on Sundays you're pretending to be all happy. This article comes to mind and it almost makes it worse because it's like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I guess we are expected to be prepared and to be... Relevant and to be humble and to be smiling and to be this and to be that. But what I appreciate about this article is it it speaks to the challenges that I brought up already, but it also speaks to the fix. And I think the biggest thing I I get from Jimmy Fallon, and you know, I I do actually watch him, I watch him probably more than any of the other shows, is he comes across as so genuine, you know, like. I don't know what he's really like in real life, but he sure he sure seems like just a nice, fun guy on the show. And he and he kind of and this, uh, Maze says this in the article. He makes every guest seems like the best guest ever. Like everyone that comes on, he's so excited about them, and he talks them up like this is the best best thing to ever happen to to the Tonight Show to have this person on. And and you believe it. You believe it every time. And I think he believes it too. I think he's just genuinely that kind of a guy. So, got me thinking. Jimmy Fallon is not a worship leader. He does play guitar and he does sing. He incorporates that in, into his skits and stuff. But uh, who are your favorite rock stars? And before you think I'm going uh, sacrilegious, heretical, you know, that I'm suggesting that, worship leaders be rock stars. I want you to think about this for a second. Who are your favorite ones? Who are the artists that you would pay, you know, anything reasonable to, to go see live and that you've seen live or you want to see live or you've you, maybe you've met them, you've experienced them and they're just like, they draw you in, their music speaks to you, their music expresses things that are on your heart and mind. And on top of that, you feel like you're interacting with a real person when you see them or you hear them. Uh, for me, it's people like Bono or Springsteen or even the late Kurt Cobain. These are artists who you know wrote songs that I felt like I could relate to. Eddie Vedder is another one that I I love, and I've seen all of them. Actually, no, I haven't. I never saw Cobain live, um, and I don't know. I don't think I've seen Springsteen live. Uh, but I've seen U2 live and uh, a few of my other favorites like Sting or Eddie Vedder. These people, I love their music, I love their writing, and when, I, when I've seen them live, I feel like they're my friend, even though I've never met them. I Actually, I have met Bono, but that's another story. Um, but these these whatever the true case is and everyone has their bad days and everyone you know has things they've done and said that they regret. But my favorite rock stars are not the ones that come across as know-it-alls, selfish, self-absorbed, you know, they want you to worship them. Um, those aren't the ones that, that I, that most of us really uh, feel passionately about and, and, really get anything from it's these artists who take you along for a journey and they provide music that's like a soundtrack to your life and that's something lisa and i we are writing music and playing together and we, we just came out of the studio and our whole goal is like anybody who listens to our music we want it to be a soundtrack for their life we hope that these songs can mean something to them and can kind of be the music that they live to right and with that in mind that should be what we're doing as worship leaders too. We're trying to provide almost like a soundtrack to the journey, and that's what these rock stars are doing. And I maybe I shouldn't call them rock stars because really, honestly, like I feel like when I've seen Bono or been at a Pearl Jam concert or, <laughs> or you know, I feel like I'm being led in worship because I'm having this true experience in community, and they're picking at my. Mind and my heart, and they're getting me to think about things in a new way. And quite honestly, I always come out of those situations feeling like God spoke to me. Uh, God used that as a way to learn. I'm not saying everything they sing, everything they say and do is is right. That's not what this is about. What, what I am saying is that you can combat all those challenges that I talked about earlier by applying the stuff we've learned from Jimmy Fallon and remembering that your job is not to put on a fake face. It's not to babysit and it's not to promote any person or sermon or anything like that. Your one job is to worship and to do so in a way that invites others in. So I think the fix, whether you want to see it as you know, follow in the footsteps of your favorite rock stars, who actually make you feel like a—you know—it's a—it's a real experience. Or if you want to use Jimmy Fallon as the example, or if you want to just forget all that and just—just just remember, your job is not to put on a face. Your job's not to babysit people. Your job's not to hold their hand and make them worship. Your job is not to promote anybody or anything other than God, including yourself. You're not there to promote yourself either. So, you should be worshipping. You should be focused on worshipping. And the reason we lead worship is because we are skilled musically and we have, I guess, enough wherewithal, enough people skills to know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Um, You know, we do, we play, we worship in such a way that others can join in. So, you can combat all those little challenges by... Being yourself and meeting with the Lord, (laughs) trusting that you've been trained in the art of Jimmy Fallon, that you are a real person, like your favorite rock stars, that you've put in the time, that you're prepared, that you're, you're aware that you're, you're there to serve people. But at the end of the day, after all that, you're there to worship. So I'm hoping that makes some sense. I'd love to hear from you. I'd especially love to hear from you if you are a pastor or leading a worship ministry, but maybe maybe you're not leading worship yourself, but you're overseeing. Uh, I have some qu- questions for you. I want to pick your brain. I want to. I'm trying to develop a new coaching kind of support system for teams that don't have a worship pastor. Maybe you've got three or four or five worship leaders but there's no one able to provide unified leadership for that team. If that sounds like your team, if that sounds like you, if you're a pastor or a leader and, or you know someone who's in a situation where they could use some more support, I would love for you to put them in touch with Worship Leader Life. Uh, Stephen with a PH at worshipleaderlife.com. Uh, you can find the link in the show notes along with the Jimmy Fallon thing and the transcript from today's episode. But yeah, send them my way. Let me know if I can pick your brain, because I want to ask some questions and find out how we at Worship Leader Life can develop something to support churches that don't have a worship pastor, basically. I'd uh, love to hear from you. Uh, can't wait to talk to you again. I'm working on finishing up a couple more episodes here, but uh, that's, that's what's been on my mind. Thanks. Talk to you soon. This has been the WorshipleaderLife.com podcast. You can find us at worshipleaderlife.com. And we just released a new mini ebook called Four Pillars of an Awesome Worship Leader. We'd love for you to check it out. That's at worshipleaderlife.com. I'm your host, Stephen Toon. I'm an ordained minister with the Christian Missionary Alliance in Canada. I was a pastor for almost 20 years, and now I support local churches by discipling worship leaders. And I look forward to serving you again. Our next podcast is going to be released in a week. And I really hope you join us. Thanks. Bye-bye. And gave you the name that's above all other names. Therefore God has exalted you to the highest place. And gave you.